Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. All right. Thank you. That's my sister. There's mother's sister right there. All right. Oh, I forgot. Okay. How's everybody doing today? Doing good? I'm going to be honest. I was a little nervous here. Like, come, I haven't taught in a while to you all. So it's been, a, it's been a long time. And I'm getting nerves. I'm getting those butterflies. And I was thinking, man, I haven't had this feeling since I was like in grid kids football. When I was like a little kid, you know, I remember getting those butterflies, getting anxious. And, you know, you know, in football, you're going to light it up. You're going to do good. And uh, you just got to you got to know your trade. You know, you got to know you're going to do. And for this, I'm not that confident in myself. But I'm confident in God. I know God has a word for us today. And I know he's going to light it up. So the butterflies, they're still there a little bit. But I'm just believing and hoping that God's got something. For all of us today. Let's see here. I gotta pull up my notes on my phone real quick. Let's see here. Okay, apparently she's preaching me on. Thank you, sister. That's awesome. All right. All right, well, I wanna give honor. Uh, I already gave a shout out to my sisters here, my dad. Uh, honor to Pastor GK for allowing me to be up here. Uh, you know, for allowing me to speak to you all. I know this is, you know, this is his sheep here and everything, so allowing me to come and talk to you guys. just want to give honor. Thank you for allowing me up here. Um, to my family, I want to give honor to the church, to all you that are here faithfully on a Wednesday. You know, it's, it's hard to make it on a Wednesday. And um, I saw a brother walking over here, and I picked him up, you know, and uh, we finished the whole trek over here, and uh, he got to finish in the car instead of walking, and so... It's tough on a Wednesday. I'm wearing, I'm wearing jeans and everything. I got to work. Uh, I was going to pick up a guest, and they weren't able to make it. Um, but keep them in their prayers. It's one of Sandra's friends at work. So, um, so yeah, praise God. So last week, who remembers, besides Sister Knowles and Pastor Knowles, who remembers what Pastor taught on? What's the, or give me something. Last week, I'm challenging y'all right now. Pop quiz. Four friends. All right, let me hear one of them. Alicia. Love. Okay, she got one. Hope. What I have in my notes? It is close. We got, we got faith here. I, I didn't see a hand raise. But yeah, faith. Charity's close. Um, okay, Pastor, Sister Knowles, y'all are open to talk. I got him here. So we got love, faith, work, and persistence. So I have a question. Can anyone give a testimony about how they challenged themselves to be more acquainted to at least one of the four within the last seven days? So give some time to think. This isn't a job interview. I don't need a response right that like that, right? Y'all are still hired. You're not fired. So just think about it. 
Say what? Um, well, apparently, if you aren't getting the challenge yourself and didn't, you didn't challenge yourself, then yes, it's going to have to look and examine yourself now. So if you didn't take it on to challenge yourself with it, then you're going to have to reflect on yourself. That's why I say give yourself some time. Yes? Any of the four? That's, that's good. So we also, a lot of us are trying to think, huh, when did I show love? Well, how about this? When did you not show love? When did you not choose to show love? So also think about that. Let's be real about it. Man, thank you. So I appreciate that, Brother Andrew. Uh, so the whole point of this, right, is to get at how are we consuming and applying the Word of God? Our pastor is here on a Wednesday giving us these lessons, and this is any of, any of us, right? And so are we, are we taking the Word and are we planting, are we living it out? And so that, that is just, and now even for me, I had to go back. Alicia, thank you for that podcast. I... I, yeah, I, I already knew I was going to ask these questions. I don't know if I was going to get all of them, you know. Um, but I had to go back and listen to that podcast. And there's a podcast out there that we have, Tower of Pentecost, on Spotify. If you ever miss a sermon, anything like that, or you, wanna, you really like a sermon, you want to share it, you can share those things out. So just wanted to throw that in there. Okay, so icebreaker here. Uh, we're, we're short on time, but you can share it with me after. I do want to hear it. Um, so... What is the most embarrassing moment or goofiest thing you've ever done in your life? Gigi. So one time. <laughs> How dare you? So one time in first grade, um,
Moldy milk. Oh, man. Yes, Pastor. That's great. Yes, Dad. Okay. Most embarrassing moment of my life. I told you this the other day, you asked me. And so I was uh, 17 years old, and I met this gal, 16, 17, and she was really a really good-looking gal. And, and I went to this high school dance, and I didn't want to let her know that I never danced. And so we get out there, and at, that, it's at the high school, and the strobe lights are going, and I'm out there just doing all this, right? However you would dance. And I'm looking at this gal. She's beautiful, and, and she's smiling and laughing. I'm thinking, man, she's really having a good time. She's just thinking I'm really good at this. And, uh, and then I found out afterwards she was just laughing at me. And I thought, wow, I have never, ever, ever, ever danced in front of a girl. That was my wife. Thank you. We got one more. Otherwise, I'm going to call Gracie. Man, all right. Thank you, everybody. Man, thank you. If you have more stories, uh, text them out to us or something, because we do want to hear them. Uh, I can't. I, we, we got time on our side. Uh, but I did, I did share one with the family on the Monday, and I asked them all this just to give it a trial before I tried it out here, and it blew up in my face. So, so yeah, they were the guinea pigs, and they did a great job. Let's see here. So, what I want to talk to you all today and, um, is the importance, the importance of an open soul as a Christian. And so that's pretty much what you think it is. It's being open. It's, it's sharing who you are. 
talking about the things that just, we'll get into that, I guess. So an open soul brings uh, forgiveness of sins, healing. It brings reliability, holiness, and it brings unity. And uh, if you know me, you know, coming from CLC, I, one of the professors, he wouldn't let you give a response or say, oh, this scripture says this without ever having the scripture. If you don't know it, then you can't use it. If you don't know where it's at, because sometimes when we recall from memory, we, we get things wrong. We, we remember it wrong. So we, we make it sound how we want. We twist it. There are some verses in here that I wanted to use for this, and I couldn't because I looked them up, and I was like, oh, man, that verse does not go with what I wanted to say. When you're teaching a lesson, that's going to happen to you, okay? I'm, I'm going to let you know. So that happened to me. I was like, man, I can't use that verse in that aspect. Guess I got a God's teaching me, right? I'm learning, I'm learning as I'm going with my own thoughts. So one of the things is an open soul directly affects, and we have a slide for this, an open soul directly affects your own salvation with God. And so one of the points I have is, is through confession. So when we confess, so what is it when you confess? You say, God, you're, you're just praying, you and him. And when you're open to God, you're, you're sharing your sins, the things. And sometimes when we repent, we don't, can't recall all of our sins, right? At junior camp, at senior camp, the kids aren't going to remember every bad thing they've done. But they have the intention of, man, I want to change. I want to be good. And that's what the whole thing is, right? That's what repentance is. It's, it's doing that, that 180. It just, it's acknowledging and wanting to change. And it's, it's going for it. You know, and it's the grace of God that allows us to do it. And uh, Brian sang that last song about the blood, and I was so thankful for that because that's what we're, we're talking about. So through, uh, through confessions of sins, and it says, have the Bible verse, Cliff, are you able to put that up? 1 John 1, 9. Do you have the PowerPoint one I gave you on the other tab? I think it was on the other tab. We can use that too, but let's see. There it is. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So God is faithful to forgive us, okay? Uh, only God can forgive a sin. I want to put that out there. That's what I believe, okay? Only God can forgive a sin. And uh, Jesus is God, right? Jesus was out there proclaiming, you, your sins have been forgiven to the lepers, to the lame. Um, so just putting that out there. God is on our side. He wants to make, he wants to see you make it. And I have a verse here in James 5, 13 through 16. Uh, is anyone among you afflicted? So is anyone hurt? Is anyone having troubles? God has a remedy. Let him pray. Is anyone merry? Let him sing psalms. You know, God has the Psalms for you. If you are ever, if you're not doing so fine or if you're happy, you know, you're in a good mood, God says, keep that mood. Sing some songs, you know? So go along, sing praises. Is anyone sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the faith shall, ha shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. All right, also... Um, so there's, I think what's one of the first ones, your own uh, open, open self, open soul directly affects your own salvation with God. 
It's going to be kind of hard to find in there. If you can find it, that'd be great. Um, your own salvation with God. And one of the points is holiness. In 1 John 1, 7, it talks about, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So here's the thing. is if you're not open to yourself about the things that you've gone through, about your sins, about your mistakes, about your your weaknesses, your, your strengths, if you're not open yourself about things that you've done in the past, even before you knew it was wrong, right? And now that you've read the Bible or people have talked to you, your friends have said, hey, or even society has told you these things aren't acceptable and you can even see that it's not acceptable because it comes from the word of God, then you need to shine that light on those crevices inside your soul. And you need to, you need to bring those out and you need to share them with God and say, God, I struggle with this. I struggle with this pride. I struggle with this type of sin of, of being prejudiced, of, of judging people, right? I had a lady at work say, man, I really want to go to church, but I want to go somewhere I don't want to, I'm not going to be judged. People don't want to go to church, they're going to be judged. You know what? They already know they're sinners. People don't want, they don't want to be told what they are. People just want the answer. They just want the anecdote. And if you're not going to give them that and you're just going to judge them, then people don't want to be there. And, you know, I told that lady, I said, as you should, you know, nobody wants to go to a church where they're going to be judged. And so here's the thing is every person just take that light of Jesus Christ and let it shine through you and evaluate yourself, see how you are doing. And it'll, it'll bring out some, hopefully it'll bring out some wrongs. And all of us, none of us are perfect, right? Even our righteousness is at filthy rags. If we even think we're great and holy, if anything that we have is our, is our uh, badge of honor. Well, that's even God says, a look, like the look of pride he hates, despises. Um, so thank you for that verse there. So here's a question. And I have the question up there. Um, so I want us to think about this one. You have given, man, I don't know what the slide looks like, but you have given reasons to be open and honest. So I've given you those reasons to God, right? To be open and honest. And the Bible shows us that, however, the Bible shows us that there was someone that was actually killed for being open and being honest. And it's in the book of Joshua. His name is Achan, A-C-H-A-N. And I was preparing this lesson, and I read it, and I was like, whoa, this dude from the Old Testament. You know, because I believe that the God in the Old Testament is the same one as the New Testament. So I'm trying to think how, and I believe God has always shown grace throughout this whole thing, right? I think, I believe, yes, we're in the, the uh, dispensation of grace, but I believe it's for the church, but grace has always been part of God. Look at Jonah, right? So there's these people in Joshua. Let me pull it up here. No, I don't think I wrote it down. Oh, Joshua uh, 7, 18 through 20. And 21 through 25. And so in that passage, I just want us to think about what are your first instincts when you hear that, that there's someone that actually was stoned for being honest? Because Joshua said, Akan, tell me your transgression. He said, tell me what you did that's wrong. Because God said that there's evil thing amongst us. Akan wasn't just anybody. He was a person from the tribe of Judah. Right? So he's just not some 
some sinner that we think, right? He's amongst their own people, their own Israelites. And Akan tells Joshua, I've stolen this thing. I've stolen gold. I've stolen silver from Jericho, the city that we just overthrown. And I'm seeing that. I'm like, wow, how can I tell, how can I tell a sinner? How can I reach someone's soul and tell them that God wants you to forgive? God wants you to be open-minded. God wants, God wants you to tell him all your sins so he can forgive you when there's this person in the Bible in the Old Testament that did exactly that by the man of God, Joshua, and Joshua had him stoned. And so I'm thinking, wow, right? So I just want you guys, I'm trying to be real. So when I read those things, man, that shook me because I'm like, man, my whole lesson is like, wow, what do I even believe? And we're going to get to that. So I'm, I have it to address it later. I just want that thought to be in your head, right? Okay, so first, you have a better chance of, of being healed when you confess because God already knows all sin, okay? So I'm going to tell you right now that God wants you to, God is going to forgive you, okay? That story in Joshua is actually, there's reason behind it, and it's not applying, it doesn't apply to any of us confessing our sins, and we're going to get into that later. But God wants, and God already knows your sins, right? He wants you to be honest, and he's going to forgive you. In Hebrews 4.13, if we can put that up. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in, in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. So God knows everything. He sees everything. And the thing is, is, uh, is Akan actually in the Bible, he was given an opportunity to repent. And so I'm seeing this, and I'm like, wow, what? Well, apparently in Joshua, like 7, 13, uh, God tells Joshua, he says, go and have everybody sanctify themselves. So this is like 20 verses before. And, and then the next day, I will go into the camp, and then um, I will let them know that there's something unclean amongst you all. So Joshua goes, and he tells everybody to sanctify. Well, the thing is, a con never comes out. He's never honest. He's never real about it. He never takes that light of Jesus Christ, shines it on himself, and says, God, there's something hidden deep inside. You know, mankind has this, has this way of, of having sin, and what we do is we like to bury it. We like to cover it up. Adam and Eve, they sin. They cover themselves up. Um, what, what did Akan do? He actually says in the Word of God that he took it, and he put it underneath his tent, buried it, buried the gold and silver. So a lot of times we like to do that. We like, when we have sin, we don't want God to know about it. But God wants us as Christians, he wants us as people that he died for us. He wants to redeem us, people to come out and say, and to look at themselves and to tell God. Amen. So that's, that's the one thing. That is one thing that um, being open-minded, it, it brings healing. It brings, uh, it brings salvation for your soul. The, number, the second thing that it does is having an open mind, it allows for your own healing. So confessing your sins to one another for healing and not for forgiveness, but healing. You actually know it's part of the law. Can we put this up? James 5.16. Sometimes we let other religions take a verse of the Bible and they, bring a, they build a whole uh, orthodox and teaching around it, and all of a sudden that's voodoo for us. And, um, but <laughs> let's remember it's in the Word of God. And it's James that said it. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another. 
in uh, ESV, it says, confess your sins um, and pray one for another that ye may be healed. So there is healing. God actually wants, he, there's more than just us getting, uh, getting delivered, getting saved, right? He wants you to be healed from these things. And that's what we see today is a lot of times people will talk about, oh, you need, uh, you need healing of the mind and all those things. Well, I believe that those things are true. Like, there's depression and all those things. And God wants, God wants healing. And sometimes if something really bad can happen to us, you know, we can be forgiven of our sins, but we still carry, the, we still carry those sins, that, that corruption, right, of, that, has, that has occurred on, on, on our temple. And so God says, you know, talk to those things. And there is discretion, you know. There's a, you don't want to be going to details on, on things that are bad that may have happened to you. But I would say, man, go to men and, and, and talk to each other. Let them know. Of, of what you're struggling with or what you're sinning, of what you've sinned on. Or, or you know, we're still, we're still today fighting flesh. And for any of us to think that we're not, we don't sin, you know, that we don't have to repent, you know, when you talk and let someone know, it holds, it holds you accountable to someone else, you know. It also makes you real. And you say, hey, hey, brother, let me pull you aside. Hey, I'm struggling with this. Can you hold me accountable? And guess what? A real friend will hold you accountable. They'll say, hey, remember last week? You told me about that. How are you doing? Are you doing better? Has God healed you? When's the last time we prayed for someone and said, did God heal you? Let's pray again. Did God heal you? Let's pray again. You know, when God doesn't heal you, we ought to be surprised. We ought to think, what has happened? This, this isn't my God. This isn't his ways. He's a healer. Amen? So allow others to help you. We are not in this alone. And that's what, that's what this teaching of James is, is saying. Galatians 6, 2. Bear ye one another's, one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. So when you're sharing these things, you're, you're carrying each other's burdens. You're helping each other out. Um, and then the last thing of opening up your mind or opening your soul, it allows you to impact others. So be relatable. As Christ made himself relatable, he put in 1 Timothy 2 and 5. Be relatable as Christ made himself relatable to mankind. Be Christ to mankind. That's what we're called to be. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, and the man Christ Jesus. You know, it says the man Christ Jesus because God could only relate to us and the way he did it. How did God relate to us? Does anybody know? He came as a man. Wrapped, yep, came as God, wrapped in flesh. She knew it. Like teacher. Uh, so he came as a man, and that's how he could relate to us. And because of that, he is our mediator, right? The man Christ Jesus. So he knows those things that we've gone through. He knows those struggles, those hurts, those pains. I don't know if you've ever, if you've ever been hurt by a family member, you know? Um, someone was sharing with me about how their parents have hurt them so much, and all they could talk about is how their, their family member hurt them. You know, those things, those things God, God understands. You know, don't, let's, let's remember that God, yeah, he never sinned, and, but he was tempted, and he was, he probably was hurt. Let me tell you, it's not a sin to be hurt. So, you know, Jesus, he probably was hurt. He, it says uh, in the Psalmic of Psalms, David says, I am a worm. You know, he says that uh, they cast lots. They divided, they divided for my, my clothes. 
they pierced my hands. David's talking about all these terrible things and how, how he just feels that nobody, mighty King David, how nobody loves him, right? How hurt he is. Well, you know what that is? That's a, that's a messianic psalm. Those are things that he's actually prophesying and declaring Jesus Christ. And so we have to realize that Jesus goes through, he went through these hurts that we did. So I want us to, to try to model transparency. When I put my best foot forward, it becomes hard for sinners to relate. All right? Now, let's get this straight. When I talk about sinners, I'm not talking about people out there. I'm talking about all of us because we all sin. We all fall short in the glory of God. So we all, need to, we all need to do that. You know, if we put our, how hard is it when, has anyone here um, tried to impress somebody? Man, it is tough because you're not really being yourself. You're, you know, and I'm trying to, I'm thinking of relationships. That's the first thing my mind goes to is impressing is relationships. Or maybe uh, you have a visitor over. But it is so hard because everybody tries to, you know, they try to, they put, they try to put their best foot forward. But imagine, imagine going into a church or anywhere and, and these people have their best foot forward. And you know you're a sinner. You know that you don't got it all together. Like my, my friend from work who says, man, I want to go to a church, but I feel like I'm going to be judged. Well, why is that? It's because they feel like these people got it. And if you can't open up to other people, then they're not going to see that, wow, God, he, he, yeah, yeah, you are, yeah, you may have, may you, yes, you may sin, and yes, you may have struggles, but let me tell you what they don't have and what we have. Yeah, they have the same flesh as us. We got the Holy Ghost. We got, the, we got hope, amen? And so that's one thing that we live for is hope. So one of, the, one of these, um, I have a quote here. I didn't write down the, the person's name. But, group, but groups vibrate with open, honest sharing. Walls of hurt crumble. Healing occurs. Churchgoers who get lost in the pews suddenly have a name and a face. Church comes to life as people open up and worship freely in the presence of God. And the whole, perp- the whole point of me doing the the opening the thing up with what's your what's the most embarrassing something foolish that you've done right we got to see more into who people are you know we got to see like man this isn't just another body that just comes to church that's that we call our our family you know we got to see their their personalities we got to see their goofy side imagine how much more we can grow in unity (laughs) yeah my dad's all standing up uh, imagine how much more we can grow in unity when we, when we share the, the, the hard time, things we go through, right? Now, I'm going to say it like this. Don't get it twisted because we also want to share. It's not, it's not just sharing your hurts. It's not just sharing your, the things you struggle with. It's not just sharing the things that people have done you wrong or anything like that. Um, but it's also sharing your, your aspirations, sharing with the church your desires. And Sierra, I want to do this for God. You know what? That makes you, you share those things, and then you guys can be on fire, you know? And that's, that's what it cultivates, the spirit of being on fire. Man, I want, to, I want to do this. You know, sharing your dreams, Brother Long, with people. Sharing your, the cares and the, the blessings that God has done for you. Uh, there's a verse. Man, I don't really know it. But it talks about something about, like, the power of testimony. Does anybody know it? Power, testimony. 
and the word of our testimony. So share it. Share your testimony. You know, when you are sharing those things that you've gone through, even Scripture says that there's power in it. When you don't share who you are, right? If we just say, man, Jesus, he saved me. He redeemed me, and now I am living for God, and I have the best two years of my life. I have never had a bad day. I've just been full of joy. Oh, let me tell you, if that's your testimony, you need to re rethink it, all right? If that's your resume, you know, you got to rework that thing, okay? Because nobody is really going to relate to that. Hold up, you're telling me this person, that sounds so good. Yes, people want it, but when they try to get it and they're living for God, they're going to be hurt because they're going to see that that, there's, they're going to have bad days, okay? And we can, we, we probably will have bad days. Man, I have had some bad times, right? But what happens if any of you are, among you are sick? You know, how about Job? He lived for God, he was righteous, and he had some bad days. But you know what, you stay strong with God, you know? And you gotta be real people. You gotta tell them, you know what, I've had some bad times. You know what, today at work, man, the printer didn't work and I was getting frustrated, you know? Man, I, and there's a thing, as the pastor talked about the four friends, and sometimes, so many times we think, how, how did we have these four friends? And how did we achieve love? How did we do this? Well, how did we not achieve love? You know, because we're not perfect. None of us are. We're imperfect people. God makes us perfect. So to, for us to think, for any of us to think that we are perfect in ourselves and that we live life perfectly, no, we don't. Why? Well, because we still, yes, the Holy Ghost uh, lives in us and it guides us, right? We're led by the Spirit. But I don't know about you, but I'm not led by the Spirit 100%. There are times where my flesh takes over, you know, and that's just me. So the testimony is powerful because it is relatable to those who have sinned. People don't want to know what they already know, that they are sinners, right? It also teaches God, it teaches what God taught, which is carry one another's burdens and sharing your faults. Um, another thing that an open, an open mind to other people is it draws others to repentance. So who has never felt the grace of God when reading the Bible. Every time I read this word of God, I always feel the grace of God. I always, I always see it, right? People say this is a love story, right? Man, when you read this word of God, there's going to be a passage, and sometimes we can overlook it. Like in Joshua, when I was reading, I was like, man, how, how did God have that guy killed? He literally listened to the man of God. Yeah, he sinned, but how? Well, there was a part where God gave him a way out. He always does. He always has a way out for us. And... Um, but when you read this word of God, right, I want to thank, I want to thank those men and women of God who shared their sins in this word. David, Bathsheba, you know? How about Rahab the harlot? We remember her, not for what she did, not as the, one of the grandmothers of Jesus Christ, but remember her as a harlot, prostitute, all right? So when we read this word of God, we really got to thank the Lord and, and sometimes I think, man, if there was a Bible about me, would I even want to be in it? Because you know what it means to be in the Bible? It means you're exposing yourself. Why? To win souls. Because it leads to repentance. This whole thing, when you read this word of God, you read these things and you say, wow, who likes King David? Who, hey, who, 
Can someone, that's your guy, right? You know, when people, and that's my guy too, um, when people have a favorite Bible character, I want everybody just to think. Think of your favorite Bible character. We're going to close soon. Uh, my bad, not character. Favorite person in the Bible, because characters sometimes are fake, but these ones are real. So your favorite person in the Bible. All right? You know what? People that choose Samson and whatnot and those things, it's because they, they want that strength. They, they want to be powerful and mighty, right? And King David, we, a lot of us love King David because we relate to his humanity. We relate to that. We relate that, man, he messed up, but he kept, what did he do? The righteous man falls, and he gets back up. And that's what King David did. And that, when they pointed at David and they said, you've stolen someone's sheep, and you sinned, David didn't say, no, 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 like Saul. No, 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 don't tell anybody. Don't hide my sins. Don't hide my sins. David said, I did it. He said, it's okay. You know what? When you, when you confess your sins and you allow them to be shared, it can impact millions and hundreds. And people will look up to you for it. God will, God will bless you for it. Um, so I want us to be intentional with your, with your transparency. The whole purpose and the whole, the, I'm going to close here soon. I wanted more time because I wanted us to pray and uh, to let this sink in, right, is to think about the word and everything. And, and you know, Jesus said, my house should be a house of prayer. Um, but I believe that when we go home, I can ask you all on the way home, you guys pray about this word, you know, take whatever. And, you know, if I said anything that offends anybody or anything, you know, you can text me, you can let me know. I really don't get angry in a sense where I don't, like, get mad, like, where I'm like, I want to punch you. It doesn't really happen for me. So you can let me know. Um, I, God made me super, uh, I forgot what that is, uh, mel- no, uh, phlegmatic, which is, like, chill, just kind of go with the flow. That's, like, my dominant thing. So I kind of, like, I'm not really, like, a fighter like that. Um, but I will defend myself. Uh, let's see. So the whole purpose for transparency is transformation. And is that not what repentance is all about? Is, is just is having that desire that I want to change, right? So the whole purpose for transparency, to be open, to have an open, open soul, open soul to God, open soul with yourself, open soul to other people, is, is for transformation. And, uh, you know, you can really reach people. And right now, I want, us to, I want us to try this. You have, I learned at Bible college, you have nine close interactions, nine meaningful interactions with somebody. And, you, and once you do that, then you can show them that, that you love them, right? That you're, you can be intimate with them. Now, who here, who here was uh, saved by a friend? Who here heard the Gospels from a friend? A family member, friend, family member. Can I get some hands? All right, put them down, put them down, thank you. Who here was saved by a stranger, someone they didn't know? Exactly. Because people that win you know you. And you don't care what people know until you know that they care. It takes nine times to make nine meaningful reactions. Nine meaningful encounters is what I want from, if we can, I challenge us, right? This is the summer, this is, this is the time to, har- to reap the harvest, right? 
And if we want this church to grow, right, if we want, if we want to see growth, if we want to see people saved, you know, even more, we're supposed to still gather together, right? And I applaud you all for, to, for being here because that's what we're supposed to be, to do is in the end times when we know that the Savior's coming is, is to forsake not the gathering of each other, right? So we know that, that the rapture is going to happen soon and God's coming for the church to pluck us away. Then, then we got we to gotta do something, you know? We got to go out and start loving people, right? So I just challenge everybody within, we have this month, get those nine special reactions. Sometimes uh, there's different levels that you can go through, and I'm going to close here. But there's different levels. So one of them is, hey, how's your day? Right? That might take two or three reactions. All right? And then eventually, probably just one or two. Right? Break the ice. Get to kind of introduce yourself to them. Be a little bit outgoing. Even introverts are outgoing. Everybody has a percentage of introvert and extrovert. No one's fully introverted or fully extrovert. We all got it. Trigger it, all right? Um, so how's your day? The next one, hey, how's that sports team? Listen to what they're saying. A lot of times we think about ourselves. Think about that person. Think about Andrew. Think about, man, how's he doing, you know? Okay, he's telling me about this, about his life, right? And then follow up with them. Hey, how's your day? How's this going? This can work for everybody. At school, this works for everybody, okay? Another thing is, if you want to get real close to someone, the third one is ask them about their family. Man, when someone opens tells you about their family, you just got in, all right? That goes for relationships, too. And I'm working on that for myself, trying to get a girl. Uh, but, but it even goes with that, right? Even with soul winning, you know? Uh, but ask, about, ask someone about their family. When you're at the barber, you know, ask the barber about his family. What it does is it shows them that you care, that you want to know, and then remember, right? Jot it down. If you can't remember it, jot it down. Write it down. And so... But once you do those things, then the last one is, is open up, right? Let them know about you. When you open up to them, you, you got to do it first. Because let me tell you, nobody wants to be the first one to step out. But you got the Holy Ghost. Jesus is leading you. He wants that person to be saved. It's not, it's not for him to see everyone to perish, right? It's not his will. So Jesus is leading you. So step out, all right? And be the first person to say, man, I've, I've been going through it, but God's grace, God's mercy. You know, be a little bit transparent. Let them know you're a real person and that, that you're just not this Christian that doesn't get it, that doesn't, can't relate to them. And they'll open up to you. And when they do, that's when you go in for it, right? That's when you go in for it. Let me tell you about the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, all right, we can stand. Um, it's 8 o'clock. And uh, I just want to thank everybody. If there's any comments or anything, you guys can raise your hand real quick, but I got 30 seconds. We do the mic cutoff thing.